out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Hey, good morning. Get your coffee and get comfortable for I have a really heartwarming show for you today. Returning Vets, Horses for Heroes. But, you know, I have to start out with our, my offer, uh, offering the Blast from the Past question first. So since my guest, Dave Townsend, is actually a computer forensic expert by profession, this question is in honor of him. Dave, this is in honor of you. Um, question, what was the best 1983 computer option for private detectives? Does anybody know the answer to that question? I'll give it at the end of the show. This is thanks to... Ben Harrell, curator of PI Museum. Okay, today's show. We're all aware of the scores of veterans that are challenged with disabilities, some returning from Afghanistan, others from Iraq, and tens of thousands from the Vietnam War. Wounded service personnel and veterans from, um, who have fought to you know, preserve our freedoms now have something available to them, horse therapy. And I have just the person with me to talk about it. Dave Townsend, David G. Townsend Sr., Dave Townsend was on this show before. He's a recognized uh, authority on computer forensics and cybercrime investigation. He has 20 years or more than 20 years um, of police and detective experience and many high-profile assignments, Silicon Valley High Tech Crimes Task Force and with the FBI. He's a former member of the FBI REACT Task Force where he investigated many high-technology crimes. And he also developed, designed, and implemented training for investigators and staff for, on tools, resources, and various investigative techniques in computer crime. Dave is a licensed California private investigator. He's a certified computer crimes ex- expert. And the best part, the best part, in July 2010, j- just not even a year ago, Dave co-founded Four Seasons Therapeutic Writing Academy. This nonprofit organization was developed to provide therapeutic writing to people of all ages with special needs. And I'm really excited to be discussing this program with you, Dave. Good morning. Good morning, Francie. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is great. And you and I talked about this months ago, and I'm so excited that it's um, you're getting started and you've even gotten some press uh, about doing this in your home community of Tracy, California. 
Yes, yes. The press has been very good. It's a, it's a very noteworthy um, uh, topic, and uh, with resources being limited, you know, we run all of this off of uh, donations um, and fundraising. Oh, great. All right. Well, uh, why don't right away, why don't you give um, the address to the website so people are, who are interested or maybe listening can look up the website while we talk. Sure. It's www.fstra.com, and that stands for Four Seasons Therapeutic Writing Academy. And it was just easier to put the, the acronym there as opposed to writing everything out. Right. Um, but it, essentially what we wanted to do was to provide something that was year-round, ergo the Four Seasons, and the Therapeutic Writing Academy piece just kind of outlines what um, we do with uh, with the horses. How did you get started down this path, Dave? Well, you know, uh, my, my I have a son that is is autistic, and he got his self started uh, when he was about ten or eleven, and just really blossomed with uh, the horse therapy. And uh, over the years now, he has become very very well versed in horse etiquette, horsemanship. Uh, the safety, the grooming, um, and basic barn management, you know. So uh, it's taking people like David, uh, who's my son, and he has now responsibility for um, the the management of our program uh, from an administrative side. How cool so is he that? Keeps track How old of, is he now? Of, yeah. How, how old is he? He's 19. He's 19 now. And you say he started out when he was 10? Yes. And uh, how, did, how did that come about? I mean, that's not something you would just think about. Well, I, what I wanted to do is to, I wanted to provide something for, for him to, you know, continue on because this is his passion and he's very good at it. But I also wanted to be able to provide this for other people and enhance the quality of life uh, for other folks that have different varieties of, dis- of disabilities, and then ultimately roll it into um, the Wounded Warrior Project, where we provide these services for um, our troops that are coming over from uh, from combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I understand. Now, this is called. Um, do you call it equine facilitated therapy, or what do you call it? Yeah, equine-assisted therapy, uh, there's a number of different components that go along with it. Um, You know, depending on the person, uh, their level of uh, disability and, uh, you know, how much they can actually spend on a horse. Some some people can't even get on the horse, but -hmm. just being around the horses or other animals um, provides a much-needed release for them. And the animals recognize uh, folks with disabilities as um, a non-threatening person. So there's an instant um, uh, link between the two of them, and it's just it's just wonderful to see. How is that projected? How do you recognize that? Oh my gosh! Just by the smiles on the faces of the horse uh, or the person? Yeah, <laughs> uh, of the of the people. Okay. Um, and and you remember that that you know a, a person that has uh, that has special needs, 
their family members, mothers, fathers, siblings, uh, guardians, they are involved with these folks 24-7. And this is an outlet for them as well because it's a, a chance for them to go out and watch, you know, somebody else help their sibling or loved one out and watch the, the reflection of the enjoyment on their faces. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge release for parents and um, guardians. Well, and back when you got your son involved when he was 10, was that a therapy that was recommended to you? How did you hear about it originally? Yes, it was a therapy that was recommended, and it started off with um, <clears throat> you know basic safety, um, grooming, uh, the um, uh, the the wonderful joy of picking up horse dung. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. You know, you got to do it. You put the food in, it comes out. So, <laughs> so true. And now there's a uh, there's a doctor. Uh, what's his name at a University of California at San Francisco? I think it's uh, Doctor Daniel Bluestone. Are you familiar with him? No, I'm not familiar with him. He's done evidently done some work. Um, I was reading when I was looking into what you were doing, um, some studies there that repetitive writing creates changes in the brain. It and, does. Yeah. It does. Not only... progress of children receiving treatment. Yes, absolutely. And uh, right now we're working with um, uh, a doctor out of the Livermore uh, Veterans Hospital to come up with some way to be able to track metrics. So what we want to do is to be able to provide some sort of, of uh, statistical showings of the improvement of a student's, whether it's range of motion or um, attention span or some sort of a medical uh, statistic that we can use to follow and show how they're increasing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's something that's going to take some time but we're going to try to use the same metrics that the VA hospital is using for the the wounded uh, veterans and uh, have something that we can quantify our work. Okay. Now, you told me that you got a certification to do this. Well, we have a certification through the North American Handicap Writers Association, um, and uh, NARA is uh, the body that, provides that certification, and it's actually a very difficult certification. Uh, we have both a, a certified NARA trainer, um, and that takes uh, a minimum of two years of writing experience and uh, to be able to get to that point where they can get that certification. Mm-hmm. And then we also have uh, a facility certification where the facility has you know enough room and um, they look at... Um, a number of different uh, other aspects of our facility to make sure that we fall within their umbrella and then they can give us the certification. And does that require different kinds of um, handicapped access and those kind of things? Yeah, it requires handicap access. It requires, um, you know, obviously horses. Uh, it requires safety. It requires signage to make sure that things are all safe and um and everything is done above board. Uh, we got our uh, 503C1 about uh, a month ago, so um, that was very exciting for us. So 
and that's very a, important that's for us to have status. that. What is, what is a C1, Dave? It's just a nonprofit status for um, the IRS so that people that give donations to us, whether it's cars and boats or, or cash, they have the ability to write it off. Okay. All right. If somebody wants to donate to this program, how would they go about it? Well, they can very easy. They can go to our website, and uh, there's a donate button there that's that goes through PayPal, and they can donate as much or as little that uh, as they would like, um, or they can send us a, a check directly and and put in the memo what they want it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can sponsor a horse. Um, they can sponsor a, a student. Hmm. Um, and what we do is we have uh, things in place so that if a person wants to sponsor a, a specific student, then we'll get pictures sent to them and uh, so they can follow the progress of the student. That's exciting. Yeah. That's that's very cool. Well, um, tell me more a little bit about NARA. They, they have been around uh, quite a while, haven't they? Yes, they have. They have. And... Um, They've done uh, some great work. They're they're kind of the the epicenter uh, in terms of organizing all of this. Um, and you know, the, the important piece is that you know you have some sort of an established guideline, and that's what NARA provides for um, these different facilities. And it also shows the the credibility of the facility. So if you're able to you jump through the hoops and um, uh, provide a facility and a trainer that are uh, up to par, then you get that certification. Okay, this is a good place to take a break, Dave. That was Dave Townsend talking about horse therapy. Stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities 
commodities and real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. Jake Townsend has been telling us about his new... Uh, program assisting returning war vets with horse therapy. Dave, you, we were talking just a little bit about uh, the NARA certification for, uh, I guess it's called Horses for Heroes program guidelines. Yes. And um, part of what your center can offer, or maybe um, maybe you could just list it, some of the kinds of, of uh, processes you can offer and, and how those processes have to be certified. Well, yes. Um, so each each person, a student candidate uh, that comes to us, um, has to fill out an, an application, a medical history form, and they have to get a sign-off by you know, their physician. Uh, this is both for liability for us and as well as for to make sure that we give the you know the the physician that's treating these people the ability to provide some input to us. Mm-hmm. They then go through a process where we evaluate them uh, on their needs and what their limitations are, um, and then we develop a specific program just for that that person. Um, obviously, each person that we see has got different uh, issues, whether they have uh, you know it's a traumatic brain injury, it's PTSD, it's an amputee. Um, and, uh, you know, it could be just something as simple as, you know, trying to get uh, a veteran reacclimated to um, being home with their family and having their family out there and working with um, the horses or other animals together with their family helps to rebuild that family nucleus. And are they also... A- do they get referred to you, or do they come to you independently, and then you have to work backwards? Both. They, okay. They'll both they'll both come to us from, uh, you know, we work with the, the VFW, the American Legions, uh, the VA hospital, uh, other veterans groups, um, and we're a regional facility uh, in in Northern California. So uh, we'll take people from um, within. 
uh, about four or five different counties uh, out here that uh, want to come out and and spend time with us and get and, themselves squared away. Yeah. Do you also do they do they also do some kind of kind of testing for them? Quality well, of life. The, the testing. Test most of the testing like is that? done before they come to us. It is. And then what what we do is we evaluate them based upon their their needs. So, you know, sometimes something as simple as what we would think of getting on a horse is very very difficult. So uh, we have different tack and saddle systems set up for uh, people that have difficulties sitting up straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have um, uh, one of our board members is a uh, a certified expert in um, side saddle training, specializing in folks with uh, amputations. And um, so, you know, we, we, we test them at that level to, just to make sure that, you know, safety is our, is our paramount concern because it doesn't do anybody any good to put somebody in a horse in the unsafe position. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you told me you had, there was a nurse from uh, the Livermore VA Hospital, that's Livermore, California VA Hospital, um, that has some specific expertise. Yes, uh, Jay Francis is uh, is a nurse, and he works for the VA hospital in, in Livermore. And his one of his specialties is traumatic brain injuries. And as you know, a lot of the folks that are coming over from uh, our combat regions uh, have had uh, significant brain injuries, both. Um, the injuries that you can see physically and then others that you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are very significant injuries that um, the horse therapy and, and being outside and um, is very beneficial to them. Well, and you were telling me uh, on the break, and something I wasn't aware of, that PTSD has been recategorized as a, uh, a brain injury. Yes, and so if they're diagnosed with with PTSD from the combat arena, then they're eligible for a Purple Heart. Because, hmm. I, I mean, I think we can all remember where PTSD wasn't even considered as a even a psychological issue. Sure, and you have to remember that uh, the brain is, is, is an organ, uh, just like you have a heart and your kidneys and everything else like that. Uh, the problem is, is the brain has um, uh, control over everything that we do. And so a traumatic brain injury can both be visible or non-visible in the, in the way of a post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. And the horse therapy or being outside uh, with animals, there's an innocence to that. And... Um, that just has a, a significant impact on them and really puts things into perspective for them. Well, and I, and I was also reading that it, that it has applications to all kinds of things, like even Parkinson's. Yes, yes. And the, you the mentioned autism. The horse, I... when somebody is on top of a horse, uh, the movement of the horse causes the body to use muscles that you don't normally use. And those muscles typically will strengthen the core. And people with Parkinson's disease and cerebral palsy, um, it it has the ability to enhance their lifestyle 
um, and provide some both uh, psychotherapy as well as physical therapy for them. Mm-hmm. And and what about the applicability to uh, drugs and alcohol addiction and kids that uh, are growing up in you know areas that are poverty stricken and and crime ridden? Well, we don't the the NARA certifications don't uh, they don't provide for us to do uh, the drugs and alcohol piece. Uh huh. Um, there are other facilities that, that do that, and there is a significant benefit to people uh, with those different um, dependencies, and it has the same effect for them. Uh, our target is for uh, the physical handicapped, um, which uh, is what the guidelines provide for through NARA. Yeah, okay, all right. And, of course, you're specific target audience is uh, veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember that a lot of our, our private investigator colleagues, Francie, are um, former service, That's you know, uh, from the Vietnam era um, and currently, you know, law enforcement. Law enforcement could also, you know, benefit from this. There's a lot of PTSD that is the unspoken injury uh, within the law enforcement community. Uh, but our veterans that are coming over... Uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't believe, and the government has not shown me, that they're prepared to, to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say that probably 95% of the folks that are coming over here are going to have some level of injury, whether it's a physical injury that you can see or a PTSD type of injury. You know, this morning I read a RAND report from actually from 2008 that said... Um, a minimum of 20% of the returning vets have PTSD. Sure, and, and I think that you remember that these reports are all done based on information that they collect on the field. And in my experience, people are not going to uh, answer these things truthfully because of their concern for being stigmatized. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, you know, it's just like, you know, domestic violence. You know, they, if you look at the government stats, the domestic violence looks pretty low, but uh, those are only based on the reported incidents of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So and have you, look, you seen, Dave, that, because um, I, I heard someplace where Osama, the death of Osama bin Laden kind of triggered a lot of PTSD reactions. Have you seen any of that? Um, no, I haven't. <clears throat> I haven't seen any of that. Um but that's an interesting um interesting thought. Yeah. Um So um we're coming up to a break here in a minute, but uh, so I want to talk about what you do first day for a client, you know, what you do um after they've after you've evaluated them, now where do you start? Okay. And you want to so wait till after the break? Yeah, let's do that after the break. Um, in the meantime, though, because um, we've got just about 30 seconds, where do you get the horses? You know, what? all of our horses, we have four program horses, and they've all been donated. And uh, they have to be special horses. They have to go through an evaluation themselves to make sure <laughs> that they're docile and they're not going to, you know, hurt anybody. Do they have to go through the NARA training? <laughs> they, they just about do, yes. 
Yes, there's a list of, of uh, things that we do with them, and I can cover those with you after the break to make sure that those horses are desensitized. Oh, really? Desensitized? Okay. Well, then let's take a break. Uh, we're discussing the benefits of horses and healing for returning vets. Challenge with disabilities. Don't go away. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. IRB Search is simply the best online data provider for locating people, businesses, and assets. IRB Search gives you strength in numbers. With one click, you can access billions of records. Even with partial information on your subject, IRB Search instantly returns current and past addresses, phone numbers, and more. Call IRB Search today at 1-800-447-2112 to sign up. Mention PIs Declassified and you'll receive a two-week trial of 100 free searches to get started. Call 1-800-447-2112 to find out why IRB Search is simply the best. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. Private investigator Dave Townsend, new passion is Horses for Heroes, a process to assist veterans adapt to life at home. Dave, was, you were just saying that the, um, the horses have all been given to you, the four horses that you have have all been given to you, and it's kind of their second career. They're more mature. Yes. Uh, so we're basically taking these horses out of retirement and putting them to good use. Mm. And, um, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of horses out there that, are, that need homes. And um, we were lucky to get four horses that are they're very program-oriented. And we have to actually evaluate the horses just like we would evaluate a student, a potential student. So horses, by nature, are very skittish. 
Um, and so that's why we look for a more mature, a seasoned uh, horse in their, in their second career, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, we test them. We test them to make sure that noises don't startle them, that mm. uh, they don't have any significant injuries that will cause them uh, to be, you know, in pain. Um, you know, looking for the safety because we don't want a horse to rear up or, um, you know, kick or anything like that when we're trying to do uh, therapy riding with them. Right, right. So uh, we have a number of different uh, tests that our trainers put these horses through to make sure that they're in line with being program horses. That's wonderful. So, so tell me about somebody's first day. So what happens is once we've done the evaluation and we, and we put together a program for them, we have a, you know, a, a, a facility, it's a, you know, an arena, and inside the arena we have a number of different little obstacle things. We've got, you know, where, where the horses will weave in and out of, of uh, cones and pylons. We have basketball um, hoops. We have uh, the ability for them to take uh, rings and place them on um, uh, the, the pylons. Um, so we're, we're working with um, hand-eye coordination. We're working with them being able to sit up straight on the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and each the, the NARA requirements are that you have three volunteers for every horse. So if you have somebody on a horse, you have a lead person, and then you have people on either side of the horse just for safety. I see. And okay. they start off with going into the, the arena and, um, you know, just kind of going in and out very slowly, um, acclimating uh, the horse to the rider and the rider to the horse. And um, then we start to give them, you know, balls to throw into the um basketball hoops and they're just little uh, basketball hoops that they're plastic but um, it makes them focus their attention uh, you know work with the motor skills to drop the the ball in the in the net or put the ring over the pylon mm-hmm. um, and the, they so, just have so an let me absolute get the blast so, Dave they're riding they're riding around the ring, the arena in a circle, and they go by a pylon. They're supposed to put a ring on top of the, on the pylon. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Or drop a ball in a basketball hoop. Okay. So, um, you know, it's there's all there's functional piece to them having fun, and you know, it's like with with kids. Sometimes you want to make sure that they're having fun, but you. Uh, there's also a, a developmental piece of it too. So, if, if somebody is, say, a double amputee, maybe they've lost both of their legs. You have gear that will allow them still to sit on a horse. Yeah, it depends on the individual. Okay. Um, you know, and some of them will take some time to to get comfortable getting on a horse. Um, but that's what we're there for, and that's what we will work with them for. You know, it's just like somebody that's lost their legs and they're learning to walk again. Um, getting them on top of a horse, is a, it's a big self-esteem boost because it's something that they never dreamed they'd be able to do again. How cool is that? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So 
with working with with them, um, and there's all kinds of different tack and saddle system setups that will allow uh, a large group of these folks that are coming back with missing limbs to get on a horse and enjoy, you know, being on top of a horse and, and you know, um, helping with their motor skills development again. Mm-hmm. And and I, how does it, I don't quite understand this, how does it help the cognitive function and anger management and things like that that returning vets are dealing with? Well, it, it, what it does is it, it puts them in a different perspective. Uh, there's an innocence of the horse. Uh, there is the, the thought process of them learning new things at their pace. So we're not putting them into a position where they can fail. We're putting them in a position where they can uh, win. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, people that have had PTSD and have the anger management uh, issues, or they have the the silent um, killers, where they're you know they're thinking about events that they've seen uh, overseas. Uh, this docile uh, approach uh, detaches them from those different visions and thoughts and everything else, and makes them focus on different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we set them up so that they win; they don't fail, uh, and, and that's. Same- yeah, and at the same thing. time, they're developing their motor skills and coordination and balance and all those things. Exactly, exactly. Everything is there to design for them to win. And when we evaluate them, we look at what their needs are, and we make sure that we don't put them in a position where they can't mm-hmm. uh, do something because that will some... set them back. Okay, and if somebody... Um for whatever reason, can't get on the horse, what do, what do they do? Well, they can't get on the horse. Just having them out at the ranch um, and being able to, to socialize with the horses. Now, we've got three mini ponies that are out there that are, you know, just wonderful uh, animals to be around. And we've got a slew of goats. We've got rabbits. We've got dogs that are out there. Um, it's just an oasis uh, out there for, uh, you know, in each facility throughout the United States, uh, they're going to have their own little nuances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they have to have their certifications, which, is, which are the basic piece. But then, you know, how they set it up, you know, ours, we have it set up so that we can have barbecues out there. You know, we've got we've got set up so that, uh, you know, we have water uh, uh things that they can do out there with, with water. Um, not Nothing like a swimming pool, but, uh, you know, sprinklers and things like that to kind of take them back into, uh, you know, childhood stuff if right. they want to do that. Well, I know you, you're just kind of getting off the ground with your vet program, but you've had some, uh, you real, know some real successes with other types of, of folks. Can you can you tell us about one of those? Yeah, you know, it, it uh, each each person that has a disability is is unique, and um, you know, getting them out there, just getting them out there, there's you know a huge smile on their face, and not only for them but for their parents, their parents or their gov- their guardians get a chance to see them in an environment where they're uh, having fun. Um, we have. Uh, one of our, our students, 
is is a is a, a very very good artist, and he can paint and and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he gets on the horse, and just the uh, the thrill of of watching him being on the horse and him being able to uh, get um, you know the rings around the uh, the pylons and getting the ball and the um, the basket, you know, things that you and I would just kind of take for granted and think that's not really a big deal, but for them it is. And well, and, how um, long has he been? This person you're talking about, how long has he been involved in the program? Oh God, a couple years. Um, and we actually got a couple of our students from another program that had been discontinued, and. Um, we have another uh, another girl that's got just a lot of things going on, um, you know, multiple disabilities, and she comes out and you know she just she's a she's a big girl and she and she's what we call a leaner, so the people that are on the horses on either side have to make sure that they they prop her up, uh, but she comes out and she's getting better about sitting straight up. And controlling her body on top of the horse, mm-hmm. where when we started she would lean heavily to one side, and we'd have to push her back up again. So by coming out on a regular basis, she's able to uh, either subconsciously or consciously keep her body upright. Interesting. And that's huge. Interesting. And what are her disabilities? You know, I I don't know all of the disabilities that she has. She has a number of different things uh, that are that are going on uh, within her. She's one of these these folks that have uh, a number of different um, uh, disabilities. Um, and I'm sorry, I can't be any oh, more specific. Oh, that's okay. No with problem. No problem. If we had my trainer on on the yeah. phone, I, I'm sure she'd know everything. But uh... well, I think it's just wonderful that that. Uh, I mean, you're saying that this one girl. How old is she now? Oh, she's uh, 22, I think. Okay, and yeah. that at initially she couldn't sit upright on the horse. Yeah. And now she has figured out a way to maintain her balance. Yep. And that's, uh, I mean, that doesn't sound like a huge thing for those of us that are don't have those physical disabilities. But if you have ever seen somebody go through physical therapy, that's just huge. It is. It's it's huge. And you know, this same girl, you know, they they have, you know, they have seizures. A lot of these people have seizures. Uh-huh. And um, you know, they, a couple weeks ago, she came out for a lesson and. She had her entourage there because everybody wants to come out and watch her. Well, you know, all her family's aunts and uncles and uh-huh. um, grandparents—they want to come out and watch because it's fun and it's it's enjoying for them to see her excel. And um, she, you know, made the the trip out here and had a seizure on the way out here, and the seizures take everything out of their bodies. Yeah. And she was she was done. She couldn't get out of the car or anything. <clears throat> so uh, there's a lot of it's an uphill battle for uh, these folks. Okay. Well, more to come in a moment. Stay with us. Thanks. 
opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. It's time that we're back, and it's time for the uh, answer to our Blast from the Past moment. And the question was, um, what is the best, what was the best 1983 computer option for private detectives? What would you say to that, Dave? Well, two things come to my mind, uh, Francie, and I'm going to try the first thing being email. This is 1983. Okay. How about uh, online search capabilities? In 1983? No, I'm wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> didn't prepare you at all for those questions. <laughs> sorry Obviously. about that. Um, so this is, the, the question is, um, what was the best 1983 computer option for private detectives? And essentially um, what we're really asking, I'm really asking in case it wasn't clear, uh, is what, what computer was the best option? Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, sorry about uh, that. Uh, and... Um, what 
comes back from PI Museum is it was the called the Timex Sinclair fifteen hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> and um, it had a new it had a keyboard and. Um, I guess it had a new kind of keyboard than the one prior to it with some internal RAM and a, a little carrying case, and it was $295 at the time. Wow. That's, actually, the price is great. Yeah. And in 1983, with uh, Private Detective was really on top of everything if he had one of these Timex Sinclairs. And wow. um, it had an, a, a cassette expansion and just... Uh, the operating system was just ROM basic. And wow. actually, there's one, uh, it's called uh, 1500 Model, and it's in the PI Museum today. Um, ben Harold, the curator, uh, scarfed it up from one of the antique places. I wonder if you could find any of those on eBay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Or the Smithsonian. Right, exactly. That's true. So, back to horses. Um, what would you like to tell people? Well, I think that uh, one of the important things is is that uh, you know, uh, with us being a nonprofit, uh, we were able to get funding from uh, a variety of different sources and fundraising abilities and grants. And so, what that allows us to do is that allows us to be a, a no cost or low cost facility. Mm-hmm. So, people that have the ability to to pay, um, you know, the lessons are about forty five dollars a piece. And uh, those who don't have the ability to pay, the lessons are free. And they're subsidized by uh, individual or corporate sponsorships or fundraising that we do, um, donations and so forth. So we don't want to be have any financial obstacles for folks that um, want to come into our program and, um, you know, whether they're veterans or... Um, civilians. Well, I can, you know, and I can see, um, and I, I certainly hope that there's people uh, that are listening today that are really interested in this program. We'll, we'll take the time to search out your website, and uh, if they want to come and visit your facility, can they do that? Sure. And you bet. how would they, they go about the website, that? and they can get a hold of our Joanne, who is our executive director, and she can facilitate a tour and. Um, uh, come out and see it, and they'll absolutely love it. And I would think the horses enjoy it, too. Look at all the attention the horses are getting. Oh, God, yeah. Those horses are the cleanest horses, um, (laughs) most pampered horses that are out there. And do you plan on expanding the the horse population? Yeah, as our our needs grow, we're we're, we're actually training a a large horse. Uh, He's almost... You know, he's a big. He's bigger than normal because a lot of the veterans are are, are big. I'm, you know, myself, I'm six two and two hundred and seventy pounds. Uh, it would be unfair for me to get on a regular size horse. Yeah. Uh huh. So uh, okay. they need to have bigger, sturdier horses, and so we're we're developing uh, one horse right now to accommodate um, you know big veterans like myself that. Uh, might have the need to come out. And are you able to handle more than one of your clients at a time, or is it really uh, one person? 
Well, we have we have the facilities to to handle uh, several at a time. Um, right now, we don't have uh, we haven't run into that problem yet. Yeah, um, and it's not a problem. It's uh, you know, logistically, what we do is we actually have a volunteer coordinator, and we have a number of volunteers, and we have to have three volunteers per student on the horse. So that would be our logistical. Uh, is to make sure that we have the the volunteers out there um, to put the program on. So uh, we're very organized, and we have uh, all the right people in the right places. And the volunteers have to go through a certification training as well? Yeah, the volunteers actually have to be uh, CPR and first aid uh, certified. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have to be over 18 years old uh, to be in the arena. But we have a number of volunteers that are younger than that that – do other uh, things around the stables. Um, my daughter, Lauren, is our pony manager, and she makes sure that the mini ponies and the goats and stuff are all well taken care of and groomed and fed. And, um, you know, we have uh, outings out there where uh, her friends will go out and, and uh, wash the horses and then uh, finger paint the horses. So there's lots of stuff to Wait do. Wait a minute, out what does there. that mean, finger paint the horses? Well they to get their they get paint on their hands and they put hand prints on the on the horses and then they wash them off. Oh that's great. You know, that's... those those kind of things for you know people are fun too. It's uh, there's just so many things that can be done uh with the animals uh from a therapeutic standpoint is just it's almost endless. And are you looking for more volunteers? Always looking for more volunteers. Okay. Uh, we we need um, we need somebody that has some good grant writing abilities, and uh, we've got a fabulous event coordinator right now that that puts together um, our events, and we have a number of them throughout the year to help raise money. And um, but we always need uh, you could when you're running a, a volunteer organization like this, you're always looking for for volunteers because you don't want to burn any one person out. And we and keep track of the volunteers and how many hours they put in and uh, we recognize the folks that puts a lot that put a lot of hours in and um, That's great. Yeah. Well, and this sounds like it takes an immense amount of time. How do you still operate your private investigation agency and do your computer forensic work? Uh, well, I've got a fabulous staff uh, behind and, and our executive director is is uh, the one that that uh, manages um, all the day to day operations and my partner Dave Coley is it's it's his stables that we that we use out there and he still farms all the land and and everything so if it wasn't for the volunteers uh, this wouldn't wouldn't take place. Well, thank you, Dave, for sharing your wonderful project with you with us today. I. Just wish you much success, and I will be coming out to visit your place. Please. Thank you. Love to have you. All right. Well, I need to close up here. I'm sorry to have to do that, but the next two weeks shows, just let me say, the next two weeks shows will feature uh, Rory McMahon, uh, private investigator from Florida, on, on the 23rd, and Dean Beers from Colorado on the 30th. And once again, thanks to the sponsors of the show, PI Magazine, IRB Search, Merlin Information Services, Brownyard uh, Programs Insurance, 
Cameron Thompson Investigations, PI Buzz, and PI Museum. Uh, tune in next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators. It's PI's Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to P.I.'s Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.